Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tegan. Hi, Tegan. How you doing? Hi. Good, good. How are you guys? We're good. It's great. Yeah. We're, we're, it's Sunday. Not that that means anything anymore. Yeah. It but really it's Sunday. <laughs> well, it's great to have you on, Tegan. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Of course. So you and Tegan have something in common, Cassie, mm-hmm. which is that you both used to live in Indiana. Mm-hmm. That's so congrats right. to both of you on moving out of Indiana. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the reason, Tegan, you chose this episode for us today is because it is uh, near and dear to you it in is. that in that it takes place in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's a weird way to put I, it. Okay, that is. I don't want to be associated with the story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we went to Fox Hollow Farm today, which is in the beautiful suburb, Zach's words, of Carmel, Indiana. Yeah. Which is near where Cassie used to live. Yeah, I used to live. So Taken, you used to live near Lafayette, right? Yeah. And uh, where it's Ball State is? Purdue. Is Ball S- Purdue, crap, shit. Okay. Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Ball State's, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, okay. Uh, and... I lived in the Indianapolis area. I actually lived really close to Caramel. Mm. Caramel. Yeah. I used to Carmel? drive. Th- I used to drive I never, through that. I never I figured out how to say. Caramel. You have to do it. It's not fancy like the California one. Carmel. Oh, what's the, oh, oh, okay, Caramel. <laughs> All right, and it's not caramel either. <laughs> it's caramel. Uh, kind of like it's like that that drawn L sound like Louisville. Mm-hmm. Carmel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's in northern Carmel, Indiana. Carmel. Uh, Carmel's a weird city. It's it's strange. Well, first off, I looked up. Apparently, I don't know if that area where this guy used to live used to be called something different. Because from what I looked up, let's see. Okay, so we did the Fox Hollow Farm. Mm-hmm. See, it says Westfield, Indiana. Hmm. Well, Westfield then- is like a smaller town, I think. But maybe it's like. But look! Look what else it says. That's it also true. Says it also that, says Carmel. So maybe it's like for the purposes of of like the post office, it's in Carmel. But but for other, it's it's Westfield. Who the heck specifically? Knows? It doesn't yeah. matter too much. Uh, it's all basically a suburb of Indianapolis. By the really. way, if y'all ever have you ever visited Carmel, Tegan? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's a it's a strange city. It's. it's I think like, we literally ended up mentioning it in our last episode. Did we? Isn't that where they have the like historical plaques and shit? Oh, I mentioned Zionsville. Oh. Zionsville's close by. Mm. Zionsville's small and supposed to be historical. Uh, Is Carmel where they have the roundabouts yes. that everybody got yes. mad about? Oh, I loved the I loved the roundabouts, but the thing or the the traffic circles. The thing that I found weird about Carmel is a lot of it is brand new but built to look old. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's almost like they 
well, at least the town center area, that location, a lot of it is relatively like all built around the same time period. That's where we got that really good pizza. What's that pizza restaurant called? Has a monkey on the... Oh, Giacomo's? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Giacomo's. This is great. Although, I don't know if that was Carmel. Was it Carmel? I think it was. Okay, I don't know. That's where they, I found that they had the same exact statue that was in the uh, the university that I started going to. Oh, yes. Bronze Man. Oh, the exact yes. same guy. Except, except they're painted, and it's yeah. really creepy. Yeah. Have, have you seen those those statues in downtown no. Carmel? It's really creepy. Um, if you just look it up on Google, you'll find it. Um, they're like bronze statues of people doing things, but they're painted, which creeps hmm. me out. Yeah, this. If I were to compare the architecture of Carmel, Indiana, um, the only so it's supposed to look kind of like a little timey, but uh, if I were to compare it, I would compare it to like the fake New York City, Las Vegas, <laughs> like in the town strip. It's like it's like it. It just kind of looks like a like stage theater uh, backdrop stuff. It just yeah. is very surreal and kind of just feels yeah. like you're walking in the Truman Show or something. I have seen these statues. I totally forgot about them, but they are ridiculously creepy. Yeah. Oh, There's God. bronze, man. It's like they're painted except for their faces. Their faces I, are still bronze. I'd love to see Zach interacting with them. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, we got a lot of chances to see him interacting with the farm, with the Fox Hollow farm today. Yeah, so uh, spooky uh, spooky story behind this one. Tegan, do you want to describe what, uh, what the significance of this place? Uh, so this place was owned by Herb Baumeister, who apparently was a big serial killer in Indiana that I'd never heard about until recently. So yeah. And your friend suggested this episode. Well, yeah, my, I had a friend a long time ago who told me about this place. But then I, as we were looking for an episode, I saw this and I recognized the name. Oh, like, gotcha. Oh, okay. Gosh. Yeah. So for those of you in the audience who keep up with serial killer stuff, this is where Herb Baumeister lived, uh, who is said to have, who is thought to have killed between 11 and 21 young men during his active period uh, by luring them to his home and strangling them. I'm wondering if that content, if like the sexual nature of the crime is why we keep the, getting the repeated, um, this show is not suitable for kids message that they usually only play if there's violence. Mm -hmm. Probably. But like that's the whole story uh, uh, that they focus on is about how uh, Baumeister would lure these people here and kill them. This is a mansion that people still live in. Yeah, people people live there. Uh, Rob and Vicky Graves are the current homeowners. I thought Graves. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just Graves, got it. Yeah. Like dead people. Yeah, I get it. I, oh. uh, <laughs> so they knew about the history of the house and they moved in anyway. Yeah, and I did agree with Zach on this one occasion where he said, why would anybody want to live here? At one point he asked them, were you prepared for the hauntings? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, creepy, creepy guy. Uh, unfortunately, they never got to take him to trial because he had escaped to Canada and killed himself in a very strange... Uh, we, 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 we meet this... Uh, we'll, we'll get to it, but he... Yeah, we'll just get to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the 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 Graveses have seen a number of haunted things 
happen around here. Vicky Graves, who is a pathologist, and that makes her very credible, according to Ghost Adventures. <laughs> if, if, if at any time anyone that Zach interviews is like a scientist, if you have in all any just, aspect, yeah, he's like, got it. I gotcha. Like, <laughs> uh, did you guys notice that Zach actually wiped his feet before he walked into their house? Oh, how nice! Really? I was, yeah, I, I, I made a note of that because I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> nice of uh, him. Although he didn't take his shoes off, did he? No, of course not. But he do people did do wipe that? his What are you talking about? I don't know. Not everybody does that. I think it's I think it's a polite thing to do to take your shoes off when you enter someone's home. I mean, we're not like Japan where it's like standard. Where but everybody has slippers for their guests and stuff. Well, remember the episode where he visited? Uh, it was the one with the girl and the dad. Yeah. The one that we did recently. Yeah. And everyone had their shoes off except for yeah. Jack Biggins. Oh, yeah. That was, that was bad. Yeah. Well, that's nice that he at least tried to. So they had a they ha, did they have one of those like brushes that you wipe your shoes on or was it did just, he just like, like a, I didn't really see. He just like took a second and like wiped his shoe. Okay. Like, okay. That, I was I was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Him having the foresight to think about the needs of others, like mm. a clean floor. <laughs> I, I um. doubt it was that. <laughs> that intense. <laughs> So one of the ghosts that they see out here is described as a man. It's a torso. Yeah, a torso of a man in a red shirt, and you can't see his legs. Now I just want to, I just want to say, when when hunters go out into the woods to hunt, what are they usually wearing? A bright orange. A bright top. high visibility mm-hmm. top over camouflage pants and camouflage shirt. So like, how, what are the odds that what these people are seeing are just people who are out hunting? Mm. They say that it's woods in the back. I know Carmel's fairly suburban, so I don't know how much hunting there is out there. I would have liked to know what season they saw these ghosts. Yeah, I'll yeah. Do more info. Because uh, yeah, if it was the summer, the thing is though, the woods aren't very thick. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. seem. That's what very... I was thinking too. So like, if I don't know, I just don't. First off, I don't know if there would be hunters right in back of a house. Maybe I don't know, but um, I don't know. I I mean, it seemed. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe maybe they did see a ghost or something. I thought it, I thought the this the uh, special effects that they did were quite that was funny. Bizarre, yeah. So apparently, the ghost that these people see is just the tor- torso, and either they don't see legs or the legs are like see through. Mm-hmm. And um, their special effect was just like this torso no leg person man. with floating. It's just from the it's just from the waist up, basically. <laughs> um. Although I was kind of, imp- I mean, usually when you hear about ghosts on ghost adventures, it's always like Victorian era or older. And because this is a very recent uh, murder situation, mm-hmm. mass murder situation, uh, the alleged ghost does look contemporary. It's wearing a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So. so they say a bunch of really weird stuff while they're walking around the house. I don't know how much y'all picked up on this, but as they're, they go into the bathroom and... Rob Graves says Herb liked it here and what? that the victims what? are still here. So they this was her this would have been Herb's bathroom. Like oh, it was his house. So Is that when they did that creepy scene of somebody like putting their arms up on the tub and like Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made a big up to do over the bathroom and then never revisit it. Yeah. Uh, then they go, they talk about the pool. The pool is the room where Zach believes that the people were killed there. 
But we only we hear don't really, about one instance yeah. where somebody got the chance to report that mm-hmm. strangulation was happening in the pool room. Oh, and uh, he kept saying strangled and suffocation interchangeably. And yes, they're, they're not. two different things. They're very yeah. not. Uh, and in fact, we are even shown footage of a man suffocating, a, f- a fake footage of a man suffocating yeah, with like a bag yeah. over his face. In a garage or something. Where, where was he standing? There was two people. There were two people. And there was a guy in the in the fucking watching. doorway just looking at it. Yeah. yeah, this guy's just standing in the middle of a room with a like a plastic sheet over his head and he's just staring upwards. His hands of, are free. He is not yeah, restrained in any he's way. He's not making an effort to remove the plastic. <laughs> It was very strange. It was bizarre. Yeah. I guess they couldn't show like a sexual act or anything. We also learn about Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe used to live here as a tenant in the apartment building above the... There's a small apartment above the garage. At first I thought they meant that he lived there before them and was a family friend and was like, hey, you should move here. And I was thinking, why would anybody do that? But, but it makes more sense now. But going into it. So, yeah. Like, they don't... They don't care. They're just here for the low, the low uh, property value. Low property value. They're like, we we can get this mansion for cheap. Yeah. There's also a shadow figure in the pump room next to the pool. Also, that's something else we learn about there. Oh, and uh, the other big thing is that Rob brings this up like it's no big deal, but they're still finding bones. Right. Rob is just like casually mentioned. Oh yeah, there's some bones. We found some bones. Yeah. Yeah, we found a human. I would bone. like to know has he like given them to the the authorities like also if they keep finding bones shouldn't they just do more excavation is this why zach says he believes that rob has a deeper connection to her baumeister barmeister what why the bones thing oh the bones thing because zach seems to like implicate rob in being somehow connected to the serial killer yeah apparently he gives off haunted vibes (laughs) I think he's just a weird... I don't know. He might just be weird from Indiana. Sorry. From being Indian- Indianian. <laughs> no, he looked so Midwestern. He really it was, did. It was pretty... Uh, pretty. Uh, sorry, I'm stereotyping. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So we learned that um, the way that this guy... After it was strangulation, right? Mm-hmm. The act. Uh, he would carry the bodies to the... The nearby woods and burn them there i don't know how that apparently this so this man was gay and apparently was married and had children married to a woman a woman yeah and he was and going through a divorce yeah so i just i'm curious like was he doing all this while the whole family was yeah. living there or i feel like there's no way like your house couldn't could possibly you... be big enough for that well, and how would you get past burning bodies in like the woods right next to the, the home? Smells, or... surely. Yeah, and surely the students would, or the, not the students, surely the, the kids would find the bodies. I mean, if they're just going out back, like... Like, hey, mommy, look at this cool rock. It's yeah. It's actually a skull. Right, yeah. <laughs> Bones are cool rocks. They're rocks your body makes. <laughs> <sighs> Um, the, we meet Joe for real, Joe LeBlanc, who is probably not related to Matt LeBlanc, but they have similar head shape, so I don't know, you tell me. Uh, Joe heard someone knock on his door in the night, and there was nobody there. Uh, well, he did open the door, and he saw the knocker, like, f- fall down really mm. quickly. Mm. It's a little knocker, too, which is kind mm-hmm. of 
but I don't know. anyway. But then one of the one night, apparently the door like op- slammed open mm-hmm. uh, by itself. He also mentioned I don't I I feel like I missed time while watching this because no, we saw I a do bunch too. of he's yeah we we heard a bunch from him later on like it was a you know showing us again mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was stuff that I didn't even catch the first time. My yeah. instinct was that just a lot of his shit got cut and then they found out they needed it later. I guess yeah. apparently he wakes up on the floor in his own a pool of his own blood. No details <laughs> other than that. Yeah. None whatsoever. And there's knife marks on the wall. Yeah, that were like Oops. sanded a little bit and painted over, but we don't really go into <laughs> that. Yikes. <laughs> oh, and Joe has seen Red Torso Man also. Yes, mm-hmm. we have um, that verification. He says it felt like I was supposed to see it. Well, what does that mean? I think it means that the ghosts want you to see them. They want to like reach out. Which would out. make sense. Okay. If they do exist, okay. they were. They were killed in a terrible way. They'll probably want to reach out and, you know, be like, hey, I existed. Know me. See me. After spending some time with Joe, we go to meet Virgil. Wait. Is that what you got next? Oh, we haven't talked about the pool area yet and what he experienced in the pool. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. Joe is is here for a very special reason uh, because he experienced something similar to, he says, similar to what, how the alleged murders went down. Uh, He said he felt warm hands on the back of his neck with the fingers closing around or around his neck while he was in the pool right yes or was it, it was in the pool one, room yeah. they didn't specify whether he was like swimming or whatever yeah. did we mention that um her baumeister would that's how he would get people to come back to his house is that he had an oh no we pool. didn't he, yeah the pool was the promise it was the it was the carrot on the stick of coming back to my place well also i'm sure like if someone tells you hey i live in a mansion you want to come over like what was this, the 80s? Uh, 90s. Yeah. It 90s? was 90, I mean, 94. I, I mean, a guy's going out to bars. He's trying to get, He's he seems like any other guy who's just trying to get a date, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. So that's the that's the danger, obviously, mm-hmm. is that he seems like he's just some guy, any other guy trying to get a date, mm-hmm. talking about his cool house. Well, um, and he's obviously, you know, somewhat Obviously wealthy. wealthy. He's got a, got a place yeah. of his own. Yeah. Um, so it seems like, a, like an enticing prospect, and then he does murders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we meet, uh, we learn more about his strategies by uh, uh, hearing from a man named... Virgil, Virgil Vandegrift. He was the, he was a private investigator hired by two families of missing men. Coincidentally, Uh, they both were victims of uh, Mr. Baumeister. Did you notice the sign in front of Mr. Vandegrift's place? He does polygraph tests now. Yeah. That's weird to me. Yeah. But hey, I guess. Hey, you know. You know. Oh, wait. Uh, and like. Veronica and, Mars, they had a polygraph detector, right? Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and they're private investigators. Can you hook a ghost up to a polygraph? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that? Can it make the little thingy move? I was killed. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, he tells us his whole story. He was apparently like the guy who helped crack the case mm-hmm. um, because he figured out that there were connections between these two families. And he also happened to interview someone who escaped um, her Baumeister, which yeah. is wild. Mm-hmm. He actually got to interview somebody who was Herb was going to was trying to kill him and he escaped. I want to know mm-hmm. more about how he I know. escaped. Like, yeah. Did did also I want to know. Are these purposeful killings or are they accidental in the process of doing what he did? Like, 
I'm just curious as to like the logistics behind it and was he intending to kill this man or or did they just have a nice evening for the rest of the night? Like mm. I'm just curious. Or did he run out? How did he escape? No. I mean, either way, he got out of there um after allegedly being after Herbert allegedly tried to strangle him and with a pool with a pool hose yeah Yeah. and it was the combination of hearing this story and realizing that the other two dead men were um seen with Herb at the at the bars that he frequented Mm -hmm. that led Virgil to figure out probably this guy's killing people yeah well and and also they had a similar build yeah so he must have had Mm -hmm. a type yeah 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 and so then they went over there and they started digging up bones and then they were like, well, mm-hmm. that's it. That's him. And apparently Herb like protested them coming to his property and speaking to them. And then he <laughs> ran to Canada. And, and his wife uh, let them search the property. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang. And at first she was hesitant, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she finally relented. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would be a scary thing to find out about the guy, the father of your children. Yeah. It's like, you probably don't want to even think about the fact that maybe this guy's doing murders also. Yeah. On top yeah. of... But I guess you would want to know, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it'd be a good thing to know. Can um, you imagine... That's a hell of a one-two punch. Like, you find out that the man you're married to and you have children with, to find out he's been living a lie, he's actually gay. Hold on a second. If she was... If she was, like, a part of the whole <gasps> allowing... That means she was living there, right? Oh, no. Well, it could be that her name was just still on the property if they weren't... If they hadn't divided assets mm. yet. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right. Herb, according to Vandergriff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Herb ended up escaping to Canada and (laughs) killed himself. Yeah, we learned about his very odd suicide scene. And Zach's very odd reaction to the story. (laughs) This is is fucking catnip to Zach Bagans, this shit. Because, uh, so it it is super weird. Uh, Herb apparently piled up a bunch of sand killed a bunch of birds and laid them around and, like him. arranged them and then he he killed himself to be spread out over the sand pile yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Zach then believes that herb did this to uh tie himself to fox hollow farm that, yeah, that yeah he, somehow he, that would tie his soul to the farm right like create them yeah. By dying in this way that he'll somehow create a portal back to Fox Hollow so that he can spend more time with the people he killed. And miraculously, Vandergriff says it's highly likely. <laughs> Though I turned to Cassie as soon as I as soon as he said that, like, what are the odds that this is just from a different sentence he said right. later on? Yeah, yeah. Because if I heard somebody say that, I'd be like, uh... Okay, uh, uh. Don't you have other questions? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there anything else you want to know about this? About this very weird situation? Uh, but yeah, so Virgil, after a ton of leading questions, Virgil finally says, yeah, I guess he could still be at that Fox Hollow Farm place. So many leading questions it takes to get him there, though. Um <laughs> But Zach, for the re- they end the interview, and Zen, for the rest of the day, apparently, Zach is all wound up about the suicide, and, like, specifically, he is, like, really, really hooked on this theory that by dying in this way, he created the portal back to Fox Hollow. <laughs> so he's, so Zach is now, like, all excited because what if he's there it's when just, we get there? I just, like wonder how he comes to these weird conclusions because (laughs) it's almost like he believes that ghosts have to have some sort of transportation to end up in a location but it's like they're ghosts they're ghosts 
they should be able to do whatever the heck they want. If they get killed in a place that's like really far away, they're ghosts. They should be able to just show up. Right? It's like what Max said know. in the last episode that like it's unbelievable that they are still discovering different powers that ghosts have <laughs> like six years into making this TV show. Yeah. Anyway, that's basically it for the like pre-lockdown portion. Yeah. It's kind of a un- remarkably smooth transition. They don't show themselves getting locked in, but they do show Billy and Jay doing their sort of like preliminaries where Jay hears uh, what he thinks is what he describes as a loud bang in the pool room. Goes totally unremarked upon for the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, Zach is super psyched up. And of course, the of course, the pool room is like their first stop. And all three of the Ghost Adventures crew goes in there and they're taunting Herb while they're walking in. They're like, hey, we heard you're, are you here? We heard you did murders. Well, Zach specifically says, hey, Herb, you're an evil man. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got the REM pod, which is the thing that lights up when ghosts get close to it. Mm-hmm. But so that it doesn't get false positives from them being close to it, they've attached it to a stick. <laughs> They're carrying it in like two or three feet in front of them. It was, it felt very silly, even for this show. And Nick, I mean, and taking it, you were saying, like, wouldn't it be funny if, you know, they fell in? Yeah, so this pool is like an in ground pool. So, you Uh know, it's, I don't. Well, and there's not a lot of space to walk around it. Like, the pool takes up almost the entire surface area of the floor. And, and like, so Nick's like, Zach, don't fall in. No, Aaron's the one. Aaron is like, I'm going to go over here. And Zach and Nick are like, that's oh. where the camera is. Don't fall in. Oh, OK. okay, okay. I, to their credit, they express more concern about him than the camera. So at least there's that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, then they walk over to the pool hose. And uh-huh. Zach is like, this may be the very hose that we <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that it's 20 years later and the and family that, could that be lives crime here. Scene, crime scene evidence. <laughs> also, like the family that lives here probably bought their own shit. Yeah. Like it's their pool now. Yeah. They don't need a cruddy, dusty. <laughs> they uh, don't need a shitty pool hose from the 90s. Yeah. Early 90s. Yeah. That was used to commit murders. <laughs> yeah. And it probably was. The, I, I don't know. I could I could not imagine using that. Not that I would commit a murder, but this is like that J- O.J. Simpson. Yeah, if I did it. did it, it just doesn't seem like a very murderable hose. It's super huge and and hollow, and it just doesn't seem like it would. Yeah, it's like I the, shouldn't be talking. It's about the this. thickness of a pool noodle. It's like big. Yeah, and hollow. Yeah. Anyway, not good for killing. You need something no. much smaller. Much more small and compact. When if I were to if I did it if I did it. <laughs> Uh, so then they move out of the pool room briefly and they do this weird shit. This, so they're standing in front of this window mm-hmm. and they, Zach does this weird shit where he's like, do you think he would just stand here and look out this window and think about all the people he killed? Yeah. <laughs> what? They were getting really real and deep about this. And and it didn't help that we were watching this. Um, this episode's not on our DVD set. Go f- fucking figure for whatever reason. <laughs> and so we had to watch it online. And in order to get around the copyright strikes, the people that uploaded this slowed it down just teeny tiny, tiny little bit. Like barely noticeable. Uh-huh. And so, of course, every, th- every time they were like waxing poetic about this kind of dumb shit, it was like, <laughs> Very do stoner. you think he stood here and looked out this window? <laughs> uh, so they tried to do an EVP session here, which leads up to Zach 
I'm going to skip over a little bit. We can come back to it. But it leads up to Zach saying, were you a demon, Herb? (laughs) Yeah. And it's around this time that Zach says the thing that I do agree with, which is, or I do resonate with, which is how could anybody want to live in this house? I don't like, I don't, I don't, I would not. They had to have gotten it at like an unbelievable like discount. Like one hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> how is Zach one to talk? He lives with like a haunted all that haunted shit in his museum. Very true. Good point. Maybe it awoken something in him. Yes. Maybe. Shit, I can I can live with my ghosts. Well, because now he's like obsessed with serial killers and mass yeah. murderers. He collects all their shit. Uh so they get an EVP here. They also see a mist. And Zach see a sees mist. a mist. Zach sees a mist. We don't catch that on camera. He's just like, I just saw a mist. I want to document that. <laughs> um, they get an EVP that they interpret as the word help. Something I noticed, though, is they don't show the footage. Sometimes they'll show you the footage that that they were catching when they heard the EVP. They don't show it this time because the timing of this EVP, if you think about the the way that the scene felt like uh, happened, the timing of the CVP happens exactly as he's walking. Mm. So there's a very high probability that it is his shoes on the floor that is making that noise. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Aaron jumps to saying, "Sounds like he's getting choked out." You know, of course. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like every other EVP that they've ever caught in the history of Ghost Adventures, <laughs> ghosts don't say loudly. Help. <laughs> they, they don't have like, help me, I am dying. <laughs> it usually sounds like a whisper, and yeah. this sounds like a whisper. But Aaron has to recreate it, and which is really funny to me, because they use Aaron recreating that as a, a commercial break teaser several times, where you just see Aaron in the green footage going, help, and then that's it. <laughs> Oh, okay, so they whip out the SB7 yeah. spirit box, mm. which is great for a pool room. <laughs> yeah, back in the pool room. Right, so isn't it in the pool room where they hear what they think says, I'm dead, I don't know, and Herb did it? Yeah, and all of these. The, the Here's some tips for you. If you're watching Ghost Adventures at home, slow it down just a little bit. Because if you slow the spirit so box down, it's... <laughs> When you hear the spirit box slowed down, it's so much more obvious that it's total gibberish that's coming mm-hmm. through. And it's not actually mm-hmm. words. Uh, because to us watching this episode, it didn't sound like fucking anything. But to them, they, they heard words. Um, and they hear the they ask about the guy's name, the red shirt guy's name. They are repeatedly told that his name is Alan by the people that live here for whatever reason. I don't know why they hear that. But it says that he claims to be Dan. He claims to say, I'm dead. They catch, All the, not very good. They catch an orb. Oh, yeah. And they debunk it as not being blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it zooms right into the SB7, and Zach says that his heart rate is starting to accelerate right around that same time. And he time. feels a heavy pressure on his chest, kind of like uh, symptoms of a heart attack, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, well, he could be just having a panic attack. <laughs> and it was so heavy, he had to lean back against the wall. Yes. Actually, when he put his hand on his chest, I thought, well, he does that a lot. I don't know if you've noticed this, but mm-hmm. when they're doing investigations, he's always like messing with his, his shirt on his chest or his, uh, yeah. he's rubbing his chest, I think, to kind of like emphasize He's fondling his, his pecs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I thought he was doing. But no, he was he was feeling a heavy pressure. Uh, so next they go out into the woods and uh, to talk to Red Shirt Guy some more. This is where we learned that 
Joe has apparently seen a dark figure out in the woods, which would have been nice to know before, but better late than never, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they're they're trying to find Alan's final resting place. Because they want to do this shit where they're heroes. They're the heroes of the ghosts. <laughs> and they solve murders through ghosts investigation. Uh, so they use the SP-7 and they're trying to get Alan to guide them to his to his final resting place. There's a weird moment where Zach is like, is that a bush? <laughs> and then the SP-7 goes, it's here. Yeah. Like that. Found it. Found it. Okay. Found it. So uh-huh. they get they get uh, voices that say, well, they think says I'm here in the middle and then found it. And then they feel really sad, which is, I mean, sad. it is a sad situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people lost their lives and were left here. Oh, and they saw a bunny. And they saw a bunny, yeah. <laughs> they whip out their thermal cam and and look around and it's, yeah. They uh, Fortunately, they do identify it as a bunny, which is good for them. Yeah. Another one of those things that they definitely just left in there so that we don't think that they're getting tons of false positives. Yeah. Even though they're getting tons of false positives. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So then they, the rest of the episode pretty much takes place inside the apartment, the small apartment that Joe used to live in. And Nick, Nick, is, Nick is the first one up there. He goes by himself. He's really gravitated towards this door. And he thinks it's a closet, but it also looks like a hallway. And maybe it's a room. I'm not quite sure. And they don't ever tell it's us. It's a small apartment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, while Nick is up there doing EVP, they hear a little clunk that it, they, they attribute to the door knocker. And they show us their work. They're like, here's here's the sound of the door knocker from earlier. Played back again. It does sound like it. It's similar. It sounds like the knocker. I wouldn't say me. it's exactly identical, but it's it's very similar. Yeah. Probably like they should, if it was a perfect world where these people do like really good research, they should have had a microphone in the room mm-hmm. to record what the knocker sounds like from inside. Mm-hmm. Well, also it would it. sound different depending on whether or not someone's actually knocking mm, it with true. their hands because... You're changing the sound frequencies if you've got your fingers on the... It just... It travels differently. The whole crew joins Nick up there and they really get fixated on that closet. They really Mm -hmm. are like trying to trying to push into that closet and it's where they this is of course where they get like a static charge electricity building up and everybody's like really really agitated. Dude, I feel like it's a portal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Nick starts to believe that it's a portal or a vortex or a doorway. Yeah. One of those three things. Um, and then it all just stops the way this kind of thing just sort of stops mm-hmm. in Ghost Adventures. And then that's when we get get our uh, infrared camera, see a bunny, don't hear anything else, don't see anything else. But then supposedly Billy goes up one last time to... Um, start breaking the scenery down, just taking the cameras and stuff. And he does one last little test because supposedly while he was there, his flashlight like died. Mm-hmm. And so he does one last little test trying to trying to get that flashlight action again. And then they see an orb at the top of the screen. I also heard a noise and they did not explain. Yeah, they didn't really. It probably was them. And that's why they didn't talk about it. But it would have been nice if they mentioned it and been they like, that been was like, just us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <gasps> There's a kitty. Oh, Salem. This is Salem. Oh, beautiful. What a oh, He's so rotten. gorgeous. He's rotten. Oh man. It's <laughs> pretty baby. You should grab our bean. She'll hate you, but oh, she's okay. sleeping. She, oh, here, here I can yeah, turn yeah, yeah. it. Sure, I'll take it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I gotta turn more. There we go. There we go. Aww. There's her head. She's laying in her hammock, and you could see her foot. Aww. <laughs> Hi, cutie. 
Yeah. Oh. oh my gosh. Big cat yawns. When your pet yawns, you have to say big yawn. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yes. illegal not oh. to. Hey, B, you want to come here? Come here you want to come here? No. She oh, she's pretty wrapped she up in what herself. she's doing. Oh, Salem's so gorgeous. Rotten. <laughs> it's Salem Giles. Oh, neat. After Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got a butthole view. Oh, sorry. Oh, here comes the bean. What's she doing? Oh, she's just going on her little treasure okay. hunt. Yeah. Oh, that's a happy tale. There's <laughs> <laughs> the dog. Oh, puppy. Oh, beautiful. Big beans. Yeah, big beans. <laughs> well, that's basically well, that episode of Ghost Adventures. In the last, like, 30 fucking seconds of the episode, we learn about that pool of blood detail, yeah. which would have been great to know about. Also, Zach comments about how he feels like they're helping the spirits move on. There's, like... <laughs> no evidence that is there that you helped. Well, and also earlier in the episode, he was like... He didn't he say something to the effect of, like, we maybe we can help you but they never hey there (laughs) they never like actually do anything to help they're just talking to the spirits that's it yeah and all they did was just piss her Baumeister off if he's there yeah and I'm sure if there are any ghosts there they're just like what the hell dude what are you doing why did you come here you didn't do anything (laughs) you misread my comments (laughs) Anyway, yeah, that was it. Yeah. What did you think of the episode taken? Um, it was kind of anticlimactic, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I don't understand why we missed out on all of Joe's story. It sounded like it would have been more interesting than what they actually did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. How about you, Max? Uh, yeah, it was great. I, th- I thought it was so nice getting surprised by all of these fun facts. <laughs> that we could have learned about from the interviews, mm-hmm. um, but which only became important later, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, I really enjoyed the fact that this episode was slowed down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I a know fun way they to watch. didn't do it, but it was fun to watch them uh, sound like they were drunk and stoned. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually, oh, no. I, what? <gasps> oh, no. Oh, I've died inside. Oh, okay, one me. one second though. Let me just uh I'll just say it was a interesting episode to watch cuz and I'm sure you feel the same taken and Max like we had never heard of this uh this real story before uh-huh. and uh it was just it's it's spooky to think that, you know, we both we both lived kind of near I mean yeah. in the same state at least and and it's a terrifying story. Uh and yeah, I'm just kind of surprised we've never heard of it before. Maybe Indiana likes to keep it on the DL. Probably. Because <sighs> they don't have any, much else going for the state, but... <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, friends who live in Indiana. I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> there are some lovely things in Indiana. It's still my and home, lo- but... Yeah, and not. lovely people. Yeah. All right, so Max... So it's sweet watch time. Yeah, sweet watch time, Max. Before just, we get to the one that... Uh, that really hurt Cassie. Oh, God. Um, I want to go for a couple, uh, couple of real quick ones. First of all, Zach has posted a photo of Atomic Fireball Candy saying, I'm craving one of these. Weird. I've never craved one before. Although I can, I can, I just want to say I can identify with the craving thing. And I'm sure... Mm. I'm yeah, sure you were craving Cinnabon. You, I was craving Cinnabon one day. I was craving very momentary, like very, very short period of time, craving um, strawberry Pop-Tarts. Mm. It's really bad processed food. 
Uh, I've been having some strange, like, out-of-the-blue cravings being in uh, lockdown. He is also... Uh, someone has replied to that image <gasps> and said, I'm craving pickles, relatable. Oh, hell yeah. And Zach has quote-tweeted that saying, yeah, but gotta watch that sodium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's the main event. There's some other shit like, oh, no. Zach's oh, doing no. a charity vo- virtual charity poker tournament. Oh, oh no. Uh, so... A number of people have have tweeted at Zach saying that like they have seen some stuff like he's he's been talking about stuff that he's seen. And so he's retweeting people who have like confirmed like, yeah, I saw it, too. Mm -hmm. One of the people. Okay, okay. (laughs) All right. I have to give him lenience on this. So Mikey way of My Chemical Romance, y'all might be familiar with the fact that I am a like My Chemical Romance is my absolute favorite band in the world. And hopefully I'll be able to still see them in October. Mikey Way posted something to Zach Baggins. What did he say? If I have seen that, if I had have seen that witch in the mirror, I would straight throw up on myself. Hashtag Ghost Adventures. I don't know what he's referring to, but as much as I am disappointed in him giving any attention to Zach Baggins, um, or considering him... Does Mikey Way watch Ghost Adventures? I'm, well, obviously! He's a fan, I guess. <gasps> oh, we should introduce him to our let's podcast. Let's get him on the podcast. Yeah, let's get... <laughs> let, let, Mikey, if you're listening. And then we will get a cease and desist from Zach Baggins. Yeah, then he'll finally find out. Um, literally, every single famous person I've tried to reach out to to be on our show has denied us. Yeah, well... Or, well, they, haven't, they just haven't responded. I get it. We make fun of a celebrity you don't want it on your record um dakota Layden, you remember him yeah his uh travel channel ghost hunting show is entering its second season oh my and god Zach shouted he him looks out. like he looks well good for him um he looks like johnny depp it's very strange this looks just it just looks like baby ghost adventures oh, it looks well, yeah. like ghost adventures yeah, teens yeah. you know but i just want to finish my thought on uh mikey way he does have it's okay it's okay because and, and y'all can listen to um, Thanks for the Lyrics, another Scavengers Network show. It's um, it's it's like focusing on uh, Fall Out Boy lyrics and songs. Well, we guessed it on the, the, the Swip Swap episodes or whatever you want to call yeah. them. And we did ours on My Chemical Romance. And in one of the short, short episodes, we did one on the Black Parade and specifically the song Sleep. And uh, I give you some background information on, like, the meaning behind it and what went on. And they did, uh, they did uh, spend time. Well, first off, the boys are very into horror movies and comic books and, you know, uh, writing truth through through fiction. But uh, to write the album, they stayed at the Paramore um, Mansion slash, I think it's a hotel. No, it's a... It's it's a big it doesn't matter. big it's building. A, it's a haunted place, yeah. and um, apparently they experienced some weird stuff there. That's from their account, and Mikey Way especially had a really bad time. Uh, so, so he's a person who believes in ghosts, probably. And it's okay. You know, I don't forgive him for liking Zach Baggins. I forgive him for, you know, acknowledging <laughs> ghosts and stuff. So, uh, but Mikey, come on the podcast, please, Mikey. We I, know you're not doing anything right now. So I love y'all. Please. And bring Frank. And Gerard and Ray, everybody. Yeah, just get them all. Uh, MCR, come on the podcast. It's fine. Please. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us this this episode, Tegan. Thanks for yeah, having thank me. 
Yeah, we're happy that you uh, had some personal experience and something in common yeah. uh, to share with us. And um, it's just always nice to have somebody new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah, if you ever want to be back on, let us know. We'd love to have you again. Uh, also, this is where we like to say thank you to our good friends at the Scavengers Network who give us a home on the internet and uh, all the other shows you can listen to there. Like, thanks to the lyrics. Um or um, Crossroads Minute, which is a minute-by-minute review of the film Crossroads, starring Britney Spears. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've never seen it. No, me neither. But <laughs> I assume you don't need to have seen it to listen to and enjoy Crossroads Minute. Yeah. It's by uh, James and Aaron, who are just terrific podcasters. They do. They love to do like strange, very unique co- concept shows like that. And all that's at scavengersnetwork.com or on Twitter at scavnet. You can find us on Twitter at Haunted Insanely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to say thank you to Leandra. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. She designed the logo to our show. We haven't mentioned that in a few episodes. I don't know. We've just been doing Thanks for the Hand for so long that it that's just what it means. Um, and of course, uh, you know, oh, to support your national parks. Uh, yes, support your national parks, please. If you can donate to the National Park Foundation or the National Parks Conservation National Parks Conservation Conservation Association. I can't talk today. Um, Also, our hearts go out to one second. Oh yeah, this is terrible. Our hearts go out to the. I I might be pronouncing this wrong, but the Virunga National Park in um, the Democratic Republic of Congo. They recently experienced a tragedy. uh, park rangers and stuff um, lost their lives. So um, if you can donate to that park, uh, I'm sure they would greatly appreciate it. Um, they they help protect gorillas, which is a great um, effort. It's, isn't it the largest um, protected wildlife area in that part of the continent? Um, let me I remember reading something second. about that. Regardless, it's it's a huge tragedy what happened there. A lot of people were killed in a you know in a very violent event mm-hmm. um, by an offshoot of the party that tried to ethnically cleanse Rwanda mm-hmm. about a decade ago. So if you remember that in the news, then this, apparently that kind of stuff is still happening. So yeah, this is Africa's oldest na- oldest national park and is also the continent's most biologically diverse protected oh, area. Geez. Yes. So that is that's very sad. And we hope that we wish them all the best in their recovery efforts, especially during a time when already we're dealing with with an unprecedented global situation. Yeah. Hope you're doing all right. Staying home. Um, if you still have to go to work, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And uh, if I hope you get a raise. You, you deserve raise. one. Amazon. Hey, they gave their Whole Foods employees a new shirt for free. Oh, fun. Oh, it says hero on it. Whoa. Uh. Fuck that. <laughs> that. That makes me really angry. Uh, but I hope you're doing well. We're doing okay. Keep keep uh, keep learning new things. Stiff upper lip. As the, or just as resting, taking care of yourself. I'm starting to relearn some Russian because I thought it would be good to learn a new language, even though I already kind of know a little bit. And Max has been catching up on video games. Yep. Tegan, what have you been up to? Are you still working? Or? Not working. Um, I'm in school, and I'm volunteering for the Crisis Text Hotline. So. That's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Well, I think that's about it for us today. Yeah. Yeah? 
Okay, well, it's been lovely. Thanks for joining us and spending your time here with with Insanely Haunted. And of course, you can always leave a review. That's the best way to uh, help us out. And we'll see you again next time. As always, my name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Tegan. And you just heard... A a Class A EVP. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to SideCharacterQuest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. (laughs) 